All right. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Friday edition of the AM show hosted live on Alpha Mint. Um, today is uh, a, an interesting day as we say goodbye to NFTs and we are now a purebred shitcoin degen show. So as always, I am Clout Cobain and joined with me by the man who just sold all of his JPEGs to trade shitcoins, Mr. Free Market. By a hurricane that is sweeping through New York in furious fashion right now. And yes, it is DGen Dojo has lived up to the name. Yes. Certainly uh, yesterday. As you would say, skating to where the puck is uh, a big pivot in the uh, DGen Dojo as we move from NFTs to uh, all manner of shit coins that are being dropped. So um, before we get into that, I just want to say today is my first uh, full day as uh, on, on the Alpha Mint team. Yesterday was my last day in the uh, restaurant industry. So uh, I had a lot to wrap up there. Um, I, I spent most of the day working and then uh, had some celebration, uh, celebratory drinks after, uh, which took me <laughs> Late into the evening, I am struggling a little bit here. So uh, uh, if I if I run away, um, it might be to the bathroom. But uh, other than that, yeah, we should be good. Uh, but I just wanted to say thank you to everyone for for the support, and uh, especially thanks to you know Scott Drip Cult and uh, to NVO for for bringing me on. I mean, it means so much to me, and I'm so excited for this this chapter in my life. I think it's a, I think it's going to be a big win for for me. So. Yeah. They are really just incredibly good looking and handsome people. I just want to say that. Yeah, I can't uh, can't say enough good things about them. So um, I also do want to just give everybody the heads up, all four of you, that um, I do have an Internet technician coming in sometime. They're doing one of those, um, you know, we're going to be here between eight and 12, which means they'll probably be here at about five. Uh, so I'm going to be I'm sitting here and uh, waiting for them. But if they do show up in the middle of this, I will have to cut the show short. You can probably stand up here on stage and bring some people up and talk for for hours. Um, and actually, speaking of which, uh, we had a lot of people up on the stage at the end of last show. And uh, that kind of transitioned into voice chat in the uh, the Alpha Mint um, channels there. And uh, some some pretty crazy stuff happening in real time. Yeah, we <clears throat> are entering a new phase in the Ether Orc game. Uh, for people who don't know, this is the first on-chain RPG that is Orc medieval Lord of the Rings themed type of RPG where you do multiple actions within a contract on-chain to level up your orcs to different rarities and pillage certain you know loot pools and now the next phase is going to be collecting something called bone shards so with any game you need a low barrier to entry so that people can come into it and with most of these nft projects especially the genesis drops they get expensive pretty quickly Orcs have pulled back a lot, but even now the cheapest orc will run you $3,000, which is a little more than most people pay for a video game. So <laughs> it, it, the idea is that you have these Genesis characters that are going to produce the in-game currency, in this case called Zug, which is a pretty typical model that we're seeing right now. And we are going to now use both Zug and the level of our orc, which you had to train up to a certain level to pillage bone shards and create a new character for the game, which are shamans, all right? 
Orcs are about 0.6 right now or 0.7. I haven't checked since yesterday. Yeah, just over 0.6 right now on uh, OpenSea. Right. And we would expect shamans, which are going to have a higher supply than orcs, to be less valuable. They don't produce Zug, but they're going to have other utility in the game, which should be appealing to new players. They're going to create potions, and these potions will aid in how fast one can raid and collect bone shards, and it's a certain number of bone shards per shaman created. So this is like a new minting phase. You're going to create these new characters. They'll be much cheaper than 0.6. Now, if or there will be a ratio. You know, as orcs rise, these shamans will rise. But as where orcs are now, you would expect these to open around 0.1 or 0.2. And we'll see how much demand there are for people to get into the game. But yesterday, uh, all the orcers in the Alpha Mint Orc Horde uh, got together and started to talk strategy and and the finer points of doing this, but that was uh, carried on long after the show yesterday. Yeah, so I um, the the first iteration of the Ether Orcs game, uh, Alpha Mint kind of went all in on. I mean, this was it turned into like a full time job. Like I, I think people were calling in sick to to manage the orcs. Um, there was a lot going on with it and it ended up being, I, I would say an incredible success as, uh, you know, our, our, our small band of merry traders ended up, uh, kind of leading the orc pack, so to speak, and having, um, I think for a while, one of the largest hordes, is that correct? Absolutely. And, you know, success depends on how you view it, right? When orcs debuted, they were getting about four Ethereum on average right away as people sold and decided not to play the game. Now, had you ventured on your own and just tried to uh, go at it without pooling, which is what Alpha Mint did, you would have come away with a lot less value at the end of the game than you started with. So for most people, if you were looking at this economically, the play was to sell immediately. Now, for Alpha Mint, we managed to pool effectively, and that did two things for us, okay? It allowed us to take one orc and level him. And this came into handy later in the game as the really rare loot pools, which gave you items to make your orc more rare and increase how much Zug your orc oh, earned. You needed a very high-level orc. And if you had just decided to farm from the beginning, you may have had five or six orcs at the end, but you wouldn't have had a high-level orc. And if you had decided to level up from the beginning, maybe you would have had three orcs at the end and one high-level. But as we know, orcs fell to about one Ethereum at the end of the game. Now, because Alpha Mint pooled, each player walked away with about eight orcs. So we had the exact same value at the beginning of the game as we did at the end of the game, minus the gas we had paid, but with the potential to now take our very high level orc and turn him into a very rare orc or even an orc god, as some people not in Alpha Mint unfortunately did. And that was the best way to play the game we thought at the time. We can Monday morning quarterback and see that there were more economically beneficial ways to play the game, but I think Alpha Mint killed it. And now as we go into this next phase, we're trying to see if there's a similar pooling strategy uh, that we can come up with. I won't go into the finer points of what 
was talked about, but that's the basic overview here. And I'll tell you, if you're a nerd in crypto or gaming or on-chain, and it's it's a lot of fun. So if this new barrier to entry is pretty low uh, and you've been looking at this, this could be an opportunity coming up here. Yeah, so I, I guess the uh, general consensus is that you guys are, are going in on this again. We think. We're, we, uh, we don't know. We... There's a lot of math to analyze because I'll throw some charts up even in the general chat uh, about how these what they're calling raids to get bone shards work. Uh, The higher level your orc is, the greater type of raid it can go on, which just means that it has a higher percentage to get more bone shards. Uh, raiding takes eight days. So your orc is parked, not earning Zug, and going on this raid for eight days to collect these bone shards. Uh, so there are quite a few strategies that are being discussed and contemplating. So we're not sure if it's a pooling situation or we kind of just collaborate on what each person does individually and look at the pluses and minuses of different strategies. Yeah, um, I just want to give a shout out to Maz, who did his first uh, solo show last night with uh, the Orcs. Did you um, get a chance to watch that? This is the first thing I'm doing after the show. I fell asleep last night putting the kids to sleep, which is a regular occurrence now. And I am so excited to listen to that. The devs have been going on quite the PR push, Twitter spaces. And now on Bazinga, and I'm really excited to listen to that after the show. Yeah, me too. I have it queued up. I'm going to include the link in the show notes and drop it in the uh, AM show chat. But uh, always love to see Alpha Mint members doing uh, great things like that. And uh, speaking of which, we have Chris in the uh, listening to the show right now. And him and Maz have a a really great show that I I try and catch. I believe it's every Tuesday and Thursday um, around 2 p.m. If I... if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, you know, we have some, some really talented people here in alpha mint and, uh, keep, uh, keep a watch out for those things. Um, also in the, uh, the chat yesterday, the, uh, the voice chat, um, a lot of shitcoin trading going on too. So, um, a general overview of the crypto market right now is that there was that kind of pullback that we were expecting, not a substantial one, but you know, Ethereum's dropped down to about uh, 4,600, Bitcoin's chilling at about 64,000, um, Binance, Solana, Cardano, everything's kind of down in that like two to five percent range and just kind of uh, you know, getting ready for some relaxation over the weekend. Normally, you don't see a ton of price action except for maybe a bit of a dump on the weekends. But, uh, you know, those those things are true until they're not. But um, the shit coins continue to play strong. Actually, the one thing that I wanted to show that I, f- I found on Decrypt this morning was that. Um, I mean, is, what's that? All right. You you may have cut out there for a second. I'm not sure if anyone could hear. Oh, uh, sorry. Don't. Crypto in general, I think uh, your biggest risk in these big legs up that we see is that sentiment shifts quickly. Like you see crypto Twitter go from dejected to bullish up only really fast. And in any market, in any trading atmosphere, sentiment tends to be really need to be reset before you can make those next legs above, especially all time highs. So I think that's really just what you're seeing here. People got a little too bullish. I don't expect this correction to go too deep. 
I would expect shit coins and alts to lead out of whatever this mini pullback develops into. And then I think spot will rally with it to new all time highs. And then we'll see what happens after that, a, a large correction or maybe more consolidation. Yeah. One of the the words we've used um, pretty frequently on this is a, a supply crisis. And uh, I pulled up an article on Decrypt that I found this morning and only 13% of Bitcoin's total supply remains on exchanges. Um, wow. That's, you know, we talk about NFTs, the floor being thin and we look at, you know, a 10K drop only having like eight, nine hundred for sale total or even less. Like we're getting into those numbers with Bitcoin's total supply um, and basically just says the vast majority of Bitcoin supply hasn't been touched since August. <laughs> Incredible. And, and you know, you're seeing it now with Bitcoin and Ethereum being deflationary. Whatever correction I think happens here will probably be shallow. And when sentiment is reset, I think uh, our next leg is coming up. Yeah, I mean, I think people realize the scarcity of these assets. Um, and 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 now it, the mentality has just shifted from degen trading. Well, I mean, the shitcoin trading is obviously still going on, but like the overall like Ethereum and Bitcoin, like people are just holding those for dear life. Um because I think the the general sentiment for for people in crypto that especially go down the rabbit hole is that this is the future, right? Like, I can't give this up. Why would I sell <coughs> any of this for fiat? Which in the last you know eighteen months we've just seen be devalued by a lot. So, um, yeah, it it's really hard to change your crypto into fiat uh, for philosophical reasons yeah. and in most in most countries around the world that's when taxation happens. so that that is a big factor in how diamond handed uh crypto investors tend to be so a couple of the the shit coins that we talked about yesterday was probably nothing um that looks on the charts <laughs> like it's probably nothing right now uh, this is a, this is like a, a routine who's on first. Right? I love it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> there's so many good, uh, used cases for probably nothing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, from the time we talked about it yesterday, it's, it's actually almost even It's kind of fluctuated between, um, a mild five X and, uh, down a little bit. So, um, probably nothing there. GM coin, uh, it's a healthy looking chart there where it's just kind of, since it's onset has just gone up into the right, um, a little bit of pullback, but, uh, some people in alpha Mint doing very, very, very well. Did you buy any GM coin? I didn't buy any GM coin, but you know, these things that these really small market caps that be then become hot trends, they pull 50% back all the way up. And the thing is, as you go higher and higher, those 50% pullbacks look really tiny as the chart zooms. But early on, they look like the most violent, crazy things you've ever seen. So you can ask Lucas, GM had violent pullbacks on the way up, very similar to what's happening in these other coins people aped into. And eventually the chart just looks up and to the right. Yeah, that one's uh, that one's been incredible for anybody that got into that early or even just in the last two days. Like when we were talking about it yesterday, it looks like, you know, uh, there's a huge um, 
green candle uh, around 9 a.m. yesterday, which is definitely when we started pumping it because, uh, you know, our our viewership is uh, is probably pumping those bags. Um, but no, really, uh, around 9 a.m. yesterday, it just went absolutely insane. And then just it went straight up for about four straight hours. Um, and then it, it's had those violent swings. So good on anybody that was able to capitalize on that. And if you are still holding at this point, I mean, you have hands of diamond. Yes, they, these things are certainly getting tired. Uh, the, our NFT chat room yesterday won full shitcoin degen. Right as I made my first live purchase on the show of probably nothing, at which point all of a sudden vibe popped up in front of my face. And I'm a technical analyst uh, at heart. So when I saw the chart, I knew that this was a much better play than probably nothing. And I'm like, shit, am I going to spend the gas and just cancel this? I was like, no. So I threw something into that as well. Into vibe. That starts to go. Yeah, into vibe. Right. That starts to go parabolic. And as that happens, Shub throws up a be- even more beautiful chart of something called We're Gonna Make It or WGMI. And holy man, this thing goes 2040x while we're watching it over the course of like two hours. And then someone dumps, I think, I don't remember if it was 27E. It was a really large dump. It fell like 90%. (laughs) Looking at this chart right now. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) This is is classic, classic, classic what happens. Now, there are, you know, these are all going to go to zero. Let me just put this disclaimer out to anybody who's thinking about these things right now. They're all going to zero. Now, of these shit coins, apparently the ones that are the least shitty are probably nothing, and Vibe. And of course, Good Morning, which was uh, made by the dev that created Australian Shepherd or Ass. So she's a bit of an all-star within the community, given how much Ass and Cum ran in the early parts of this year. That sounds <laughs> man, weird, I but I'm not I fucking love crypto, right? man. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I I remember when that the the cum rocket um oh shitcoin was just going absolutely nuts and it was just like it, it it was half half the reason why it was getting any play was just because people were memeing <laughs> the, meme the shit out of it. It's amazing. The meme ability, right? Exactly. So it's natural that every cycle, whatever the hot memes are, you're gonna get the pump and dumps based around them. So also, just be careful vibe. when you're Googling some of these shit coins, because uh, if you don't have safe shirt, John. <laughs> right. Always write crypto after whatever your first two keywords are. It's actually, own, you know, and you're, I will I will say this, actually, honestly, like from a, a real like um, protect yourself kind of way, uh, just because these things are listed on like DEXs and stuff like that. Like if you search WGMI, there's like there's like five of them. So, you know, if you're if you're aping into something because a bunch of other people are, make sure you're even just getting the right uh, coin contract. I always double check, you know, the the chart tends to be post the DEX tools info and chart. I always go double check and copy the exact contract yeah. and put it into the DEX. I don't type the letters and see what comes up because there are so many coins with the same you know, uh, tagline. So it basically I'm still in vibe and P now vibe ended up going, I think 10 X in front of our eyes over an hour. And then it itself pulled back 80%. I haven't looked at it in a day because 
I've done these type of trends before. I was in a 50X in February. And as it went from $1 to $50, it pulled back 50 to 80%, maybe 10 times. I mean, it was the most stressful hold of my life because as that position got bigger and bigger, holding becomes harder and harder, as we all know. So this it is very difficult to hold these things because they have natural 50% swings as large players decide I'm taking my 200 ETH and going home. So... I, I don't know whether it was the top, whether these have more legs. I'm holding these because of supposed announcements that are coming either over the weekend or next week for both of them. They have quote unquote real teams behind them. I know that at the very least vibe is NFT focused. I don't know if they're going to try to spin it into one of these DAOs. That's the popular play now. Um so that's basically it. You know, the DGen Dojo has been all shitcoin for about 24 hours. Even this morning, they were talking about friends and Sarah, uh, or Sir, you know, but friends and Sarah were, were what was making people money this morning. I had woken up late. This was Euro action. And Maz, which it's 3.15 a.m. on the West Coast when, when I had started chatting, was still up uh, shitcoining. So it just shows how good the action is right now. Yeah, I love it. But uh, it is not for the faint of heart. So um, it's one of those things like it, it does. It does feel like the ICO boom in uh, 2017, 2018, where it was just like everybody was just frantically chasing each one around and then just dumping one, moving to the next. And then, you know, every time there was somebody left with like just a massive bag in uh, in some of these. So uh, shades of you know, that everyone- for sure. Everyone wants to be the SHIB guy. Everyone thinks they're going to be the guy with 5.8 billion. The day it got up to 100 million and fell to 40 million the next day, would you have held? That's, you know, do you, un- you, you can't even conceive well, that what was the, it takes to hold. That right? was the thing I about mean, it, the, the, sh- the SHIB coin guy was that, like, I think he, <laughs> like, essentially forgot oh about my. it right because yeah, you can't buy you, can you can't buy eight thousand dollars of a shit coin <laughs> and then when it runs up to 80 million to 80 million dollars sit there and be like nope i've got another 100x in this motherfucker <laughs> like it just doesn't work like that <laughs> impossible so you know it's you you want to be that guy, but I'll tell you when I say like yesterday, I I made a I said I'm walking away for two days and I'm not gonna look and I'm sure it's minus eighty percent right now. And if I looked, I'd have a bad feeling in the pit of my stomach. You just hodl. I took my ENS profits from yesterday. I took a small amount of each of them and threw them into these coins. If they go to zero, it sucks. But I'm still walking away a winner for me ENS, and that's kind of how I look at them. I you know. It's very, it's it's a really difficult thing to hold, and you should really be playing with the house's money. Hey, some of the hardest people to play in uh, in poker were the ones that were free rolling after a certain point. <laughs> oh yeah, no question. The, just the fear, nothing to lose. Comes, yeah, nothing exactly. To lose. So, I mean, uh, good for you. Speaking of ENS, it is sitting at um, a mere fifty seven dollars right now. So. Um, you know, the top, I think, has been set at least for a little bit. But uh, I think that there's quite a quite a future in ENS. And um, yeah. um, I'm waiting for for 30 to 40. That's my target for a pullback. It could go a little lower, but I'm very itchy to buy my position back. We know I love the concept. So so the bottom is going to be closely. 42. 
<laughs> right? What the dick for a tick? We talked about it. You did. Don't do it. You talked about it. I've never heard that saying before in my life. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's let's do some NFT talk right now. Uh, it, it, obviously, the market has not been NFT focused, um, but yeah, some uh, interesting signs. I had a friend reach out to me randomly yesterday um, on Instagram, shared a, a a post about an NFT and, and buying it, and was like, "Hey, are these things legit?" Um, <laughs> was like, well, yeah, I mean, I just, I just quit my job to, to go do this full time. So I sure fucking hope so. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, um, there, are, it is catching a lot of attention and, and people are, are moving in. So I must know what NFT did he show you? Um, actually the, that's a good question. It was, um, COVID punks, um, COVID that, punks. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how that came about. Um, yeah. some, something, <laughs> no, I know something that I've looked at, um, or I think was kind of around when I was first getting into NFTs. I've never owned one. Um, but I kind of, uh, I, I kind of spoke with them about like what to look for in a project and whatnot. It was an interesting conversation and it's kind of a, it's kind of a cool way to, um, kind of reteach yourself how to explain these concepts to people. But like, I mean, I, I looked at, uh, COVID punks and like, um, yeah, they're like really, really low volume, really, really, uh, low floor. It's almost kind of crossed that precipice of like the point of death where it's like 0.01 is the floor. Um, but it was also yeah. interesting too, because they were looking at, um, some rarity, uh, rarity tools and they kind of scoped out one that was like in the top 1000. They were like, this one seems pretty rare. Like it looks rare, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, but then, then in, uh, it opened up a whole new conversation just about how like, yeah, you can buy more rares in a project, um, whether it's COVID punks or anything else. But, um, now all of a sudden there's a question about, no, not really. Um, so interesting, interesting. Uh, comfortable with the concepts though um mm-hmm. they do work in the in the in finance um didn't uh didn't didn't own a lot of crypto but we're willing to uh to mess around in it so um we feel like it's in a bear market and i mean that it is but uh you know right. it, it was it you know they seemed like really like oh i need to jump on this i'm like honestly like you're not gonna miss anything in the in the next uh five days i'm sure i mean obviously bull markets can flip the switch at any point but right well all through april and may and june while nfts were dead and i mean deader than they are now deader than they are now i would still have normies asking me about the people say it to them this is still brand new and nothing has happened yet like they don't they don't understand these local tops or these small violent cycles that we've gone through. This is this is complete wild west to them. And there's a, a long way to go. Yeah. And that was one of the concepts that definitely had to highlight was that, like, um, you really, really have to like D.Y.O.R. for like finding the legitimacy of these projects and whatnot, because anybody could send you one and be like, these look cool. And if you're not familiar with it. <laughs> Cause like I was like, okay, well, it's a punk derivative. It's it's kind of got the begins kind of derivative to it too. And I'm like, you know, derivatives don't really play super well. Some of them uh, end up kind of striking gold, but um, you know, I, it, it, there was just there were there was so much to take in, right? And it's just not right. one of those conversations you can have in an hour. They're like, well, why are crypto punks so big? And I'm like, honestly, like sometimes I don't fucking know, right? Like I do know, <laughs> but like it's really just hard to like 
explain to somebody in in 30 minutes how what all kind of, of entry point what kind of entry point was he looking what was the this rare crypto punk price at? i think it was 0. 0.02 so like a pretty digestible okay. purchase like straight from fiat yeah and that's what exactly. i was that's what, what i was wondering, yeah. i was like saying yeah. i'm like honestly like if you're if you're you know not trying to mint and flip and and make a quick profit which is really really hard in nfts right now um your entry point probably needs to be more in the like if we're if we're talking from fiat like a thousand to you know three thousand dollar range to to pick up a good like a began is one that i actually talked about and referred them to um so shilling our bags outside of alpha mint if you are ever question (laughs) the legitimacy of our love for it but i honestly like begans are like a perfect example like it's a 0.3 ethereum which you know when you put a a usd price tag on it, it it seems a little (laughs) um expensive for a jpeg but you know (laughs) when people start to wrap their heads around these concepts like those are the ones that you i think you need to to get into unless you're starting with low liquidity and you're going to be active and you want to do some minting which is you know what we've been focused on so the the robot that i follow always puts the usd price next to it and even at this like depressed lower price i'm like wow that Begon went for a thousand dollars like what what is happening okay oh wait 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 point three (laughs) Just, just just so I. That's why I was so curious as to what entry point like somebody with a fiat mind comes into this. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I, you know, I'll continue the um, the conversation, and they they actually might Mm -hmm. hop in Alpha Mint too. Um, But um, yeah, oh sweet, yeah, yeah, it should be should be pretty good. But definitely, um, when you start to talk to somebody outside of the crypto mindset like you said those those dollar values become kind of strange and bizarre like you know i was trying to rationalize like the galactic apes and i'm like right now they're super low um and then i was like and i'm doing the math in my head and you got to remember i'm in canada too right so now you're you're doing some exchange (laughs) rates so add an extra 25 percent onto the prices that you're already (laughs) saying and so i'm like "Ah, it's about 0.5 ethereum which should run you about i'm like 3500 bucks (laughs) I was like, like shit. I was like, but don't worry. They were about seventeen thousand dollars a month ago. <laughs> oh man, it's um, it's such a weird, uh, it's such a weird dichotomy of 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 those worlds. Yeah. And like, yeah, one ETH equals one ETH, and in, in my head, a lot of the time. So, um, sure. anyways, let's uh, let's move on for that. I'll I'll definitely update on the conversation because I think it's uh, it's always valuable to know kind of what people are looking at when they're trying to get into the space. Um, but a general overview of NFTs. Um, normally, this is done at the beginning of the show. We are doing it towards the end. But um, yeah, yesterday, some 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 up for uh, women and weapons, which is up 75 percent. Blute had a nice little 33 uh, percent run <laughs> after doing fuck all for about a month. Um, and you want to talk about shit coins. Um, no, let's not. Beagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Winter Bears. Kaiju Kings having a nice little rebound back up to a 1.4 ETH floor. It was uh, down as low as 1.2 yesterday. Mech- just to clarify, yeah. just to clarify for people, that's the the babies and the Genesis are in the same collection. So the floor is about half what the Kaijus that minted are. These babies are created with our waste. So the floor jumping from 40% from 1 to 0.4 yesterday means that the one baby that was undercutting at one finally sold. Sure. Uh, it's great point. It's yeah. a, you know, 
it's a it's a really it, I don't care about the kaiju dynamics. It's a good way to understand how just looking at a floor price on WGMI does not give you close to the full story. So always dig a little deeper if it's a project that affects you. Yeah, I think it's um it's good for general trends. The seven day is probably more preferable to look at just as a kind of a zoom out. Yeah. Uh, price yeah. action. But yeah, I mean, like you, you could go on post your Kaiju King for like point two. <laughs> like, don't do it. But like that would show up on WGMI as like an absolute dump. Right. Like if you manage right. to grab the snapshot at the right time. So completely valid point. Um, if you want to zoom out to the seven day ether orcs are definitely the big winner there. Uh, you know, bounce back from. Oh, yeah, about 0.4 to uh, about 0.67. And I was scrolling around on them earlier. And like I, I actually never really took the time to look at them after the initial drop again because I was pretty salty about sitting on the sidelines. But they look pretty goddamn <laughs> cool, actually, even just some of the, the, the floor ones. Yeah, the, these things, they're aesthetically appealing. And, you know, we talk about as profile pictures. I think as people wear them longer and longer it's it's becoming one of the more noticeable things at, at least in the inner nft space right now so again this this could be the lowest entry you're ever gonna have to the game genesis orc wise and i made a post in the dgen dojo yesterday i think we flagged it for the alpha mint live stream my orcs are pulling in 76 zug a day and i haven't leveled them up fully when i level them up fully i've just been waiting for gas to drop there's no hurry um when i level them up fully they'll be making about 96 zug a day which was at a dollar yesterday that's a hundred dollars a day in passive income these beautiful nfts i can use in a game and resell for a high value are paying me so this could be the lowest genesis orcs ever are it's a pretty good price entry for the game. Uh, and they are the big winner over the last seven days. Get it, girl. <laughs> um, all right. And any projects that you're looking at right now? Again, uh, the focus has definitely been shifted to the uh, coin space. But um, I know... Uh, actually, I don't know. Uh, oh, um, <laughs> I don't know yeah, anything. No, I don't no, know. No. Fuck all. I'm, I'm struggling here, I'm, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm working, uh, as we've talked about this last week, the Digi Dragon and right, Little's yeah. whitelist, which are really difficult to get on. They're engagement-based, but not cheap engagement. This is like real engagement up to certain levels. They do very, very small random raffles. Um, so I'm taking two things away from this. One, my frustration that I can't get on either whitelist, but two... Remember how we talked about it is really easy to get on a lot of good whitelists all of a sudden. Like this four week periods, we're all nailing it. We're all on these great whitelists. And what happened over the last four weeks? Nothing minted until recently. Nothing minted out. Everything flopped. Every nothing could stay above mint price. And now it's getting a little harder to get on these whitelists again. It seems that demand is at least back for the mints. Uh, good projects are seeing people work hard to try to get on those whitelists. And it's not as easy as it was a few weeks ago. I think that's a good sign. Yeah. And I think the general sentiment, as we've discussed in the past, is just that like maybe easy whitelists aren't good for the project because it's just uh, yeah. it's almost a little bit too easy to jump in there, um, get on the whitelist throw it into your your kills discord your whitelist yeah i think it i think it yeah. i think it even kills your mint to be honest with you because yeah. Like, yeah even if just like you take up a whitelist spot um and if you're not at the computer that day you're like eh, 
you know, fuck it, whatever. Unless it's a project that you're super hyped for, which generally has a lot of hype behind it anyways. Um, you know, if it's sitting there in your whitelist folder and you're like, maybe I'll mint if I'm around the computer, right. blah, blah, blah. You know, if there's 10,000 people on that whitelist, there's there's probably a couple thousand of them that are in the same boat as you. Then <laughs> the whitelist, the presale mint starts to happen and there's no volume and everybody else is like, Ooh, well, like maybe I don't want to mint this either. Right. Now, all right, of a sudden, exactly. the whitelist mint is incredibly unsuccessful. It moves to public mint and everybody's watching it going, well, if the whitelist people don't want it, why the fuck would I mint it? <laughs> You know, no like, ball effect. Yeah, but I I do think that that is like from the onset, kind of you know a a a, a decision making process that was uh, poor, and I I think that yeah. I I don't want to say that it started the bear market or anything like that. I think it was just a perfect storm of a, a couple of things hitting at the same time. But I think that that trend really really kind of fucked some some projects up. I, I think it was the natural conclusion of the bull market because projects that were good and were able to leverage that easily, like Kaiju, which we talk a lot about, of course, all the copycats are going to come for them right at the top and try to imitate the same model. And, you know, I think we've gotten through the worst of it, but it was certainly a sign of the top and maybe it will repeat i mean let's let's be on watch for that next cycle and just say because these teams we know what you know a lot of them just want to sell out they really don't care what happens afterwards and if you can fill a whitelist you know is going to sell out thanks for the money bye you see that a lot so it yeah. could it could be a, a regular sign of the top let's let's keep that in the back of our head uh, the last thing that I wanted to mention, this was what I was uh, stumbling over early, was that you were um, talking last week about the Clone X setting a hard date. Well, that date has been like set in, well, relatively speaking. <laughs> you heard it now. here first. You heard the leak here first. Yeah, you were you were Sorry. half right. So the pre-sale is going live on the 18th <laughs> yes. um, and the public sale hitting on the 20th, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? That is correct. That is, I believe we uh, pre-sale people will have 48 hours to do this, which I think in this current environment means shit all. You're probably paying twice for your Clonex, what you would, but nobody cares because it's a 0.05 mint for the pre-sale. So only the last thing I'll say about it as we head into Clonex week uh, next week is I really, really hope they announce utility for those NFTs we own so they don't completely crash 90%. The I do think they have the, yeah, the FIWOs. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think they have the leverage and the power to do that. And again, no one's walking away too butthurt. They were one E before they announced this. And if they fell to one E and I got my three mints, it would be, you know, no harm, no foul, but they have the ability to do it. Why not? Right. That's, that's my, you know, look, take care of your people if you can. So we'll see. It'll Hopefully be interesting to that. dissect this after yeah. the fact and, and kind of. Oh yeah you know, in hindsight, look about like, would it have been better to sell the fuos at 15 if you believe that there's not much utility for them after the fact, or it does, you know, the yeah. clone X drop just become so successful that like diamond handing those was a smart play. And I don't know, like it, it'll be, um, it'll be really cool to use this as a case study for future drops like this, because inevitably there's going to be a super hype project again, like this, that, you know, came from some kind of mint pass. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of use as lessons. So definitely we'll, we'll be dissecting that after it happens. 
gonna be a week man it's gonna be a week and it also kind of feels like that little bit of like groundhog day too right where it's just like you know (laughs) it'll be sorry not like the movie but like you know when the groundhog pops out like you know is it is it gonna be two more months of nft winter or is uh summer on the horizon right so um it does seem like a signal it's a market mover Absolutely. All right. On that note, um, if anyone wants to jump up on the stage and uh, come shoot the shit with us, uh, have a quick, quick chat, say hi, whatever. Uh, just throw your hand up. I'll invite you up onto the stage. Um, I just wanted to uh, also give a shout out to Drip Cult, who was posting his new Alpha Mint mug, which is uh, looking pretty oh, sick. I'm going to have to get one of them. Drip, did you get that? Uh, how'd you get that made? <laughs> It just, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, come up on stage. No, he's probably busy just listening in the background. But uh, yeah, I actually had a the Alpha Mint hat kind of made to looking at some samples for, for some stuff. But uh, yeah. You see the people hand their mugs from home to the barista. And I'm like, wow, they're so environmentally conscious. And maybe I'll be that. one of those people. But yeah, you haven't seen that. And, uh, you know, this is New York City. This is granola, crunchy, you know, <laughs> all this type of stuff. You, they go in with their, uh, and I think you even give you like 10 cents off or something. Five cents off. What a time to be alive. Oh, yeah. As I drink between a uh, Starbucks mug. Well, between that and grabbing a really, really large handful of sugar packets to throw in your drawer uh, at home as you leave the coffee place. This is this is how you reduce the price of your lattes. Uncle Freeze tip of the day. Bring your own mug. <laughs> no, steal the sugar. That's oh, much more positive <laughs> than bringing your own mug. <laughs> it's like the cheapest fucking commodity. You can buy like a bag of this stuff for like four bucks. The, you know, the wealthy are wealthy for a reason. And if you watch, even Warren Buffett, he steals the sugar in, in the coffee place. <laughs> I love the, that, that like um, Twitter meme that's always going around. That's like uh, how how I ended up becoming a billionaire. And it was like, you know, um, stopped eating avocado toast and like all of these things. Yep. And it was like a small five hundred million dollar loan from my parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's been two. uh Quite famous boomer, might I add, analysts that have gone on CNBC and said the reason millennials are the lost generation is because they spend all their money on lattes and avocados. Right. No, I yeah, I completely remember that. But it was just it's it is hilarious. Yeah. It's, it definitely has nothing yeah. to do with um yeah, the wealth funneling up to the to no. old people. Yeah, no, no, no. It's to to the boomer generation, which controls more resources than any generation in history. Yeah. Uh, proportionately not that i'm you know a liberal governmental control guy i'm pretty decentralized but i do call it as i see it well i i think one of the understated facts is that like people live a lot longer right now than they ever have to right obviously covid put a little bit of a dent in the uh the average age expectancy (laughs) but um No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, yeah, the, no, the number has gone up and up and up. And as, like, the average population, you know, gets older, all of that wealth stays um, stays with yeah, them. Concentrated right? there, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yep. But nope. I can't remember the, the actual number, but they said, you know, 
comparing the life expectancy to the like where that demographic is like in the next like 10 15 years like we'll also see the the greatest transfer of wealth down to millennials it's like it's trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars that are um basically just waiting in the wind right i think it's why the inheritance tax is such a big topic uh, in a lot of westernized countries right now because governments see this windfall coming and you know, every, all agencies exist to figure out how to allocate more money to that agency. I'm not saying they have bad intentions as an agency, but it's just how bureaucracy works. So, you know, they're, they're all eyeing that, that money, how, how, who can get the largest percentage, the guy who manages the pension fund, the government, we'll see. Get that bag. Yes, sir. All right. I don't see any hands up right now. Um, offer still stands if anybody wants to jump up here, but a pretty quiet Friday morning. I think everybody was out celebrating their uh, their hundred X's yesterday. <laughs> yeah, last night was the time to celebrate. This morning is the time to cry because everything's down 80 percent in shitcoin land. So except, of course, GM, which is up only to the right. I wonder uh, what Wendy's been uh, been trading. She's kind of the OG DGen of uh, of clouded ones. Yeah, the uh, the options derivatives in the classic stock market, and this is just like I said, it's stocks on crack, for lack of a gentler term. I see some posts about uh, something from the Vibe Discord about the Dow is working tirelessly to make this a long-term play it's only day two friend let's keep vibing yeah i'm um, sold I, i'm aping in after that one <laughs> i joined the discord it's 500 people i was hoping to wake up to it being two or three thousand people which was a little disheartening it is started by nft guys and they are going the blue chip dow route which I don't know what it means for the longevity of the project just hopefully that's enough pr to pump my bags no French apples here. I think DAOs should just start buying other DAOs and just have DAOs in DAOs and then like just DAOception and eventually something this is go absolutely crazy. I'm not even kidding. This is literally what's happened in financial markets. Like one's hedge funds couldn't get a return. There were funds <laughs> of funds, like funds of funds popped up and it was just hedge funds that invested in other hedge funds. It's going to happen. <laughs> Don't even is not even a joke. It will be the next day. Wendy just says Dow's retired options trader, full time crypto tra trader. Nice. Welcome Gento to Joel the dark side. It. And a big welcome to Panushi, who verified and is now a DGen Dojo member. Welcome. And be careful. The DGen catches on quickly. Uh, I feel terrible as the first nft project that i got panushi whitelisted for and in was snails so i really i feel like i, I need to uh what's wrong with the, the evil snails there well you know they are completely depressed price wise but boy if you are in the moon lounge go check out that evo snails thread because our alpha mint members who have been rolling rares have been pulling some sick sick looking snails Here's another Uncle Free call. Those things are coming back. I don't know if it's this cycle, next cycle, or three from now. They are cool looking. They are part of the 2021 on-chain history. And man, they are cool. Go check out that um, 
that Evo Snails thread. My biggest holdup on them is that, like, I look at the for sale ones and, like, there's some that, like, look pretty cool and, like, look like they've been rolled and, like, they're selling for, like, 0.05, which I know in gas could not be a, a positive EV play. No. So here's what I would advise the head of snails to do. And I am going to go into the discord and talk about it. The issue is that all the rare traits are going to be taken by people who didn't care about the money and, and who could afford to do it. He's going to be left with a lot higher ratio of floor snails than he probably expected when the game started. I would come up with a burning scheme uh, in the next phase of the game. And I know he's going to be doing racing of the snails as one of his next uh, phases. But what would be really cool is if you could burn uh, a certain number of floor snails to maybe get some sort of rare or some sort of advantage in the racing. Uh, I think that would be a good suggestion to make to him. And this way it'll clean up uh, when you go to shop, because it's true. Everything available for sale on the floor is X, you know, it's common. So unevolved snails, as they would say. <laughs> Yeah, I still have my my one staking. I other than putting it into the contract, I've literally done nothing with it. So I'm going to have to go read up on uh, on the snails chat and see uh, what I should be doing. I don't know. Is it one of those plays where like I'm too late to do anything meaningful with it? I'll tell you if if you ha yeah, no, um, if you have leaf, I do. I yeah. believe the rare. Yeah, I believe. The, you should go roll if gas is low tonight or something. The rare pools still have things in them because no one is doing anything. Is that right? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that even the rarest pool still has stuff. So if you have a bunch of leaf, you might as well go roll a few times, make your guy purdy. Um, like I said, I like the snails. I do think they'll be back one day, and they're super good looking. Super good looking. I am checking it out right now. Um, what I have 25 leaf. I don't know. 20 oh yeah 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 that's i've got some weight that's not a lot that's not a lot no okay i was like <laughs> that, no. yeah. it's cheap though it's cheap though like now i'm pretty sure you could get like a hundred leaf for less than 0.05 if i had to think and you need wouldn't it be better to just buy another me. genesis or, or that's two? what i'm thinking yeah get, i would get i would actually see how what's the cheapest high leaf producing snail you could get get a couple of them farming leaf and you know if someone were liquid i wouldn't be opposed to sweeping as many as possible and trying to get their rarities up before well, that's the actually next interesting phase because I, they they yeah. obviously they generate more leaf the more rare they are or the roles yes. that have happened and like i'm looking at the leaf price on the the decks and it's not terrible. It was like two bucks a pop. I mean that's ten dollars a day. Yeah um, I'd have to do some math on that. I'm right? not sure what I'm not sure what liquidity is as far as extracting that, but yeah, I true. think that, yeah, I, I think that the team is relatively smart and they will adjust uh, coming up. So it, I like the staking plays, especially the good looking ones. And this year will be looked back on. So like the snails. My my general play with staking is just that hope that these uh, the tokens that go along with it moon one day and I can just dump whatever I've <laughs> accumulated and, <laughs> like head down. Actually, head down's uh, head down's done some some pretty cool stuff. It's it's kind of held its floor at around point three right now, but um, the head token had a little bit of a bounce back. Um, but they're I don't know if I mentioned this the other day, but they're offering whitelist spots for like tough guys and stuff like that um, for their members. <laughs> 
and uh, oh, nice. you, you burn head tokens to, to get it. So nice to see that they're actually including some utility in those tokens and, uh, you know, reducing the supply. I think it was uh, absolutely 20 or 50 head to, to grab the whitelist spot, which is pretty cool. So nice. Uh, before we wrap up, I actually didn't even check to see if anyone had their hands up. I'm doubting it. But um, before we wrap up, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Henry. He's not in here right now, but he's been doing the the research write ups every morning um, and, and they are sharp. It's a pretty good read. It's like um, I would say probably take you about three minutes, four minutes to read, maybe not even that much. And uh, just a really good recap of the the NFT market over the the course of the last 24 hours. So big shout out to Henry and we got to find some time for him to come on the show and uh, and chat with him. He's in uh, in in college right now and it'll be interesting to have a, a conversation about, you know, uh, what that age demographic views, crypto, NFTs, all of those things. Yeah, they are really in-depth. We're talking basically analyst reports like you would get uh, on a finance. They remind me of the reports that our humble leader, Scott, used to do on DSO uh, users or BitCloud users. Uh, he would do these pretty cool long profile posts and whether as an analyst he thought it was a buy or a sell and their coin was overvalued. Really great job, Henry. We hope to have you up here soon. Yeah, amazing. All right, friends, I guess on that note, we will uh, we will wrap the show up for Friday. Um, I'm probably going to spend some time in voice chat today if anyone wants to hop down there and just uh, hang out for a little bit while I'm, uh, you know, looking into some stuff. So that'd be pretty cool. I don't know if you have some time for your mark, if you want to jump down there, too. Um, but I'm going to stop the recording right about here. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Managed to get into the double digits and audience. So appreciate uh, everybody slowly, slowly crawling in there on this Friday. I wish everyone the best of luck on the weekend. And uh, we will do this all again on Monday morning. Good morning. We're going to make it. GM, WGMI, PN, friends, sir. We out. Good night.